Guys, welcome to another episode of Metal Mastermind. Co-founder, co-host Jason Stallworth, also co-founder, co-host the great Ken Candelis. Dude, <laughs> we're getting our timings down, man. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. So, just so you guys know, Ken and I, we we film our podcast. Um, we're, we're we see each other right now, but we're not in the same room. I am in uh, Sefner, Florida, the Tampa Bay area, and Ken, you in you're in uh, where it's at? New York City, New York City. Yeah, right mm-hmm. in the heart of it. Queens, yeah. New York State. Yeah, so we do this virtually, uh, which, hey, you know what? That takes dedication to do something like that, to come together. Uh, actually, it doesn't because we're in the same time zone, so it's just like, you know, me coming over. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we <laughs> want to talk to you guys about, of course, about motivation. I know that's a word that's kind of thrown around quite a bit these days. And or the um, dangers of some motivators. The dangers of motivation. And I want to want to bring up, too, and we'll save this for the end, where motivation actually comes from. It's not something that just magically falls out of the sky. Uh, if you wait for motivation, you'll probably be waiting for a long time and never do anything, which, uh, Ken, leads us into talking about how to get things done that you really need to get done with your life and, you know, the hustle of that and going all in being all out hardcore, you know, and just working your ass off versus having work-life balance. And Ken, you know, there, there are some benefits to both of those, uh, probably short term, but there can be some danger to the extremity of both of those, right? Absolutely. We talking about that earlier. Yeah. I mean, these kinds of um, discussions, they, they go, they go deep because <laughs> uh, we're, we're, um, I mean, we are no no different from anybody else on this planet to be subjugated to uh, motivating factors that help us pursue what we want to do in life. It's called passion, right? And passion, when you have passion for something, uh, you're actively excited. You're 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 constantly doing it. This happens very often when we first start something, and that's great. And that's why whenever somebody who's been doing it for a long time and who's very successful. You know, when somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm super passionate about this stuff. And you're like, okay, yeah, talk to me in like 10 years. <laughs> and see <laughs> if you're still doing thing, it, yeah. right? Because um, that's, that's very, very telling, you know, of yeah. how somebody's passion, will it, you know, to quote, uh, you know, Hercules, go the distance, right? Um, that's a great movie for that, for that kind of cause. But anyway, yeah. the uh, yeah. the idea of, really like trying to get motivated to do your thing. It's, it's not so much about when you feel it. It's about just doing it anyway. Jason, you're also very uh, active as a, as a bodybuilder and uh, you consistently have to do this when you go to the gym, right? I don't, to me, man, I don't know how you do waking up like, but early in the morning at 4am to go and do some workouts like, 300 pound squats because I'm like, this guy's a tank, right. you know, <laughs> that is not my routine. Uh, but you and I, we, we have a, a difference in how we approach certain things in our life and no one is necessarily right or wrong. It's what works for you, of course. And I always want to stress this because as we were talking before this podcast episode came on, uh, everything is within context. Uh, you know, just like we talk about with mixing or stuff like that, right? It's your intention, right? What is, what are you intending on doing and what is the context around you that allows you to do the things that you're doing? 
Uh, somebody cannot grow if uh, what's around them is uh, conflicting with exactly what their their goals are, which is why things like, you know, oh, the five people that you're around really matter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jason? Well, I like what you said earlier, you know, you said, you know, maybe waking up and I, I used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Now, nowadays, uh, since I don't work a regular job anymore uh, and I kept that schedule for a while, but it's like, you know, I'm just going to sleep until I want. And uh, a lot of times I'm in the gym, usually on my first set by six, six thirty, still kind of early or whatever. But, uh, you know, time, we've talked about this before. Time, time is just time, you know, 4.30 a.m. is the same time as 10.30 a.m or 11 p.m. at night, you know, it just depends on who you are. And if you got quality sleep the night before, uh, you know, it's going to determine, be determined on what time you went to bed. You know, can you work late because, because you're an instructor, you're a professor and you, you have night courses. So waking up at 4 a.m. to go work out would just wouldn't make sense. That would, that would have, that would be detrimental for you because you wouldn't have the rest and recuperation you'd need to really focus on that. Uh, I like what you said earlier, though, it's not for everyone to go in there and, and, and train every morning. I mean, I like for people to do something physical. Uh, I, I love the idea of everyone strength training because yeah, I, that's another rabbit hole we can go down another time. But you mentioned one thing is you have to be passionate about it. To me, I was a skinny kid, got picked on a lot. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do something about this. And I did. And I right. started training when I was, you know, 14, 15. And I never became a professional bodybuilder. I'm nowhere near that now. And I even had some nerve damage a couple of years ago that's, that really set me back. <laughs> it's kind of mm -hmm. discouraging, but I, I pushed through it. Um, you know, I, I always quote what you did earlier, and it's from the Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL, Jocko Willing. You know, he says when someone asks him, how do you stay motivated? Like, aren't there days where you don't feel like doing it? You don't feel like getting up? Because he gets up, you know, for whatever in the morning and, and trains. He's like, when I don't feel like doing it, I do it anyway. And that sounds a little tough. It is tough. And I think there's a time to be tough on yourself. Um, but there's a danger to that. And I want you to talk about that, Ken. But there, there are times where you need to be a little tough on yourself, where you need to say, you know what? I need to kick my own ass. Like CJ said, you know, CJ, the metal oh, yeah. motivator. You know, we had what? him on here a while back. <laughs> and he's like, you know, sometimes the ass you need to kick is your own, you know. So you, you do need to be tough on yourself in, in regards, and I want to say it this way, in regards to challenging yourself. And Ken and I, I'm telling you right now that you can push harder. You, you can do a lot more than what you think you're capable of. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we talked about motivation earlier. Motivation comes through action. That's been kind of my key is I don't always feel motivated. I, I put something out there on my social media this morning talking about that. It was leg day today. You know, I do some heavy squats and that's what I was scheduled to do. You know, so I'm like, I, I didn't really feel like doing it, man. I had some nice, comfortable Thai curry last night. I even had a milkshake after that. Uh, sugar at night's not the best thing in the world, but hey, I, I follow kind of the 80-20 nutrition rule. I eat healthy 80% of the time, 20% of the time. But the sugar at night, of course, the next day doesn't really, you know, doesn't serve you. <laughs> we talked about that, Ken. <laughs> if it doesn't serve you, don't do it, right? Any case, though, you know, I, I, but I did it anyway. And, and by the time I, I slammed down, you know, my pre-workout and got to the gym after a couple of sets of squat, I'm all in, you know, I'm all in. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm glad I did this. And of course, wobbling out of the gym, I'm like, okay, I feel better. So, you know, I talked about this this that this morning on my social media. Just encourage people. I don't like to come across as like, well, you better do this. This this is what you have to do. 
I rather, I want to, and Ken and I both, we want to encourage you to you'll challenge yourself sometimes. And we want to tell you that you've got it in you. You don't need to go after it, guys. You already have it in you to do a little more. Uh, but Ken, I want you to kind of talk about, because you and I had a discussion earlier about this, and it, this is where Ken and I balance one another out, uh, especially you balancing me out. And my wife does the same thing. I, I tend to go overboard. You know, coming up uh, from a really uh, blue-collar background, it was, you know, my parents worked multiple jobs, and, uh, you know, I remember my dad getting laid off, and this is way back in the early 80s, I think. He didn't get laid off, but the company sold, so they they just like stiffed all the employees, man. He went from making like 11 bucks an hour and change back then to like seven, uh, you know, but my dad, he's like, well, we, we're going to, I'm going to pick up a second job. So we all started mowing grass, <laughs> you know? So we, it was just work, work, work. And that was just kind of the, uh, and not that that's bad, but it, going through that and then go, go being in the corporate world where it was just work, work, work. I remember one of my old bosses, you know, um, he was, wanting to go up to the next level. And I think he should have because he would have had a greater impact. He eventually did, but his superiors told him, well, you just need to do more. This guy was already working like 70, 80 hours, 80 hours a week. Like there wasn't any more that you could fit in there, but that's the culture, right? So there's this hustle right. culture, which I, I like. I like a little of that. I think a little of the hustle culture was good or is good because I think there are a lot of people just not doing anything. So you got to have that little bit of hustle in there. But there's, Ken, talk about some of the dangers of that because you, you kind of opened my eyes up uh, earlier this morning. Yeah, okay. So um, let's just backtrack to what I was talking about with context, right? Context is kind of like everything, right? Because it's almost like it, it, what is the situation that you've presented yourself in? And uh, I'm not going to name any names, but let's just talk about uh, motivational gurus and all that kind of stuff for a second because uh as as i was actually growing up um i was exposed to some multi-level marketing back in when i was 15 years old and i was I very impressionable. i was very impressionable my my brother was involved with some of that stuff and uh he would bring me along and i would just mm -hmm. you know go in and i'd listen and it was very motivating and it was, you know, for something that I wasn't necessarily passionate about, like the, the kind of product that they were selling, you know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know what? I like, I like the culture. I like the environment that I'm in. And it started to, um, it started to actually bleed into my, 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 my situation at school. I'd start talking to people about this, and I would just become a little bit very fixated on... Um, Oh, I got, I want to make money and this is what I wanted to do. Uh, and I felt like I was very convinced by it. Uh, and you know, what happened is I, <laughs> I ended up, uh, going to college for a completely different major than I did, um, in high school, which is, I was going from art and I decided I'm not going to do art anymore. I'm going to do music. And when I focused on music, I was super, super motivated and felt that all that energy that I was doing uh, with this MLM uh, started to bleed into how I was starting to phrase uh, certain things in my head about how my music career was going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, and at the time, I was uh, exposed to 
you know, things like the law of attraction and all this kind of stuff. And by the way, all that stuff is great. It's great, but <laughs> you have to be very careful with how you interpret it because all that information sounds lovely. But when you don't factor in everything that's going on in your life, because the world isn't going to just turn for you that way. You know, you have to bring things into fruition. You have to carry these things into fruition. Some of these things, it's kind of like, in a sense, systemic in your life, which are very hard to overcome, right? For example, let's just take a poor man trying to be a rich man. That poor man might spend more time trying to overcome being poor than doing the capabilities of a rich man to elevate what he's already doing, right? So that course of time is a big systemic problem for this poor man, right? And that's going to take a little bit of time in order to overturn, right? Getting something else, you know, like, for example, switching from one job to a better job, that's a very, very short time period of change, right? You can do that, right, today. <laughs> um, but doing something that is your current situation of either living, maybe it's your health, maybe it's, you know, your wealth, these sorts of things that have slow turnovers, you got to be careful when you listen to certain motivational speakers, because sometimes when they say certain things, it may be a little bit clouded in their own bias, right? And that's just natural because we all have our own experiences. And so... Uh, these are one of the things that uh, you got to be careful because when we, when Jason and I, we were talking, we were talking about, you know, just business, our own business. And we're just saying, you know, what are we not doing? Why are we not getting where we want to go to? And um, I said, well, hey, let's slow our horses. What have we done so far that has helped everybody that is a part of what we do already? And it, I said that. Because I don't want us to uh, forget that everything that we are doing here at Metal Mastermind has already created impact. And the only competition we have is with ourselves, right? It's true. So it's true. as we are growing, we can't forget and sacrifice our own health and, you know, in, you know in the context of what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to say that, oh, we're not doing enough, so we're failures because it can lead down that road very easily. And I want to urge you guys that when you're trying to accomplish something, that there's going to be bumps in the road. That doesn't mean that you're failing. It just means that you have to go through life's obstacles. Sometimes there are detours here and there. You know, sometimes things take a little bit slower because there's traffic. You know, it's not always the speedy highway. We have to make sure that we're always keeping in mind that as long as we have tank, a, a gas in our tank, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We just got to keep going. And, uh, there's a really, really good, um, I've been, I've been looking into stoicism a little bit lately. And, uh, there's, there's a virtue that I, I didn't know it was a virtue, but it's temperance. I love temperance. And what temperance is, is the restraint. The restraint that you have uh, to to control yourself, and that's, that's a very very strong virtue, right? We always say, "Oh, patience is a virtue," right? 
Because patience is, you know, waiting. But waiting and also having restraint is another virtue. And that's that temperance I'm talking about. And sometimes, you know, life, uh, there are certain things that are out of your control, right? You can, you can wish all you want with the law of attraction and try to attract it into your life all you want and manifest all you want, right? But sometimes things are just bigger than you, <laughs> right? So you have to be very, very uh, aware that, you know, if your thing isn't, you know, working right now, it doesn't mean it won't. You just have to keep doing what you're doing and have temperance for the desire of, you know, wanting it right now. Because that patience, that virtue that we're talking about, it will come. But you, you have to be allowing your, uh, what is it, whatever it is, your project, your, your music, your art, uh, it, it needs a life of its own too. Uh, think about this, right? Um, soldiers, right? Soldiers, they're, they're not just civilians. What do soldiers have to do in order to get to a point of being a soldier? <laughs> Boot camp. You be, yeah, you got to be, be training. You've got to go through the basics. You know, you've got to learn. That. Yeah. You've got to be patient and have the temperance as well. You, you, have, you have boot camp to take you from being a civilian to being a soldier, right? That is going to take some time. It's going to take some pain, endurance, you know, stamina, fatigue. It's going to be all those things. It's going to test you, right? You might be in that moment of your life where you're just going through boot camp before you get to the other side of being a soldier. And when you are a soldier, right, you have a whole lot more of what it is that was required to be that kind of right? You have more temper, you have more patience, you have more uh, attentiveness to your surroundings, you have more endurance, more stamina, you have more of all of these things. Right? That's why not everybody can be a soldier. Right? Some people, they're in boot camp, they quit. You know? But if they kept sticking longer and they kept pushing through, they would find that they could still do it. Right? Yeah. But you know, is, is being a soldier what, what you want to do? Right? Because whatever it is that you're going to be doing, right, getting to the other side of you know, being a success or or anything of that nature, it's going to require a lot of you. And that doesn't mean that in the process of being a soldier, that you're going to have a lows and that's going to mean that you're not fit for it. Because there are people that have had lows and they still become a soldier. So you have to figure out whether or not you've got what it takes and this is what you want to do. And if you do want to do it, have patience, have temperance. You can get to the other side too. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, and the thing about, you know, we talked, we've talked about the law of attraction, that whole concept. I don't, I don't really care to say, okay, well, I believe in this law of attraction because everything that we say, uh, every, everything is a concept, you know, it's just a, it's just a, human-made concept. And those aren't necessarily bad. Those are great things, right? It's kind of like cliches, you know, when we say certain things, oh, I guess it's just meant to be. And, and oftentimes that's just a, a, an excuse to make you feel better about doing something you wish you wouldn't have done, right? But um, I think when it comes to being the person that attracts great things into your life, 
or I should th- say the types of things you want into your life, it comes, you know, w- or it's going to come through having the temperance you talked about, Ken, and being able to put in the time and the longevity. And let's say you're starting a business, for example, you know, you can't say, well, I'm, I'm going to manifest this business to work. And if it doesn't work in six months, so I'm throwing in the towel. Oh, it just doesn't work. This doesn't work. Manifestation <laughs> is crap. No, and that, that brings us back to really, or do you really want to do that, right? You talked about being a soldier. And just a disclaimer, I've, I've never been in the military. I, I wish I could say that I had done that. I have many friends uh, that have served, and uh, and I know their stories. And, and But Ken is right, you know, that's, that is what it takes. It's, it's kind of like life's boot camp. You know, building Metal Mastermind, I mean, we're, we're kind of still in a boot camp phase, to be honest with you guys. Absolutely. You know, I'd love to tell you that, oh, we're so successful, and we will be, and, and we are in our own right, but we're only that because of you guys. You know, our goal is not to, the goal is not really to build a successful company. The goal, that would be a result of our goal, right? The goal is to help as many rock and metal musicians as we possibly can and, and right. really just be encouragement for you guys and, and be a light, you know, be inspiration and inspire you to do great things and inspire you guys to push your talents to that next level, you know, put a little bit more in and see what comes out. You know what I mean? So that's, that's really our purpose here is to provide that. Absolutely. We, we provide a resource to, because remember that systemic thing that I was just talking about, right? Your situation, whatever it might be that you're in, that you want to change. What are the things that you need to do in order to, get out of that systemic situation. Well, it's going to be like small bites over a period of time. It's not going to be, you know, one giant thing that does it for you. I mean, for for the exception, maybe it is, right? But we're not, we're not, we're not counting on getting struck by, by thunder. Right. <laughs> That's not what you we're guys, You're not Britney Spears, right? Or Justin Bieber. And then, you know, oh, I just got discovered, right? <laughs> not, yeah. We, we, there's always exceptions to the rule, right? Yeah. So, but we're talking about generalizations here. What does somebody need to do in order to get out of a situation that they don't? Well, you need to be able to put the pieces together on what is the outcome that you want. And you have to do it consistently over a period of time in order to turn this around. Right. If it's because you don't have the the technique to be the metal guitarist you always dreamed of, right? That's why we have the resources for guitars on our channel. If you haven't, if you haven't written a song before, if you haven't, if you want to get to a point where you can be writing songs uh, professionally, then that's Songwriters Forge. We have. Oh, you want to, you want to, you want to become a mixer and the name in metal mixing. That's Metal Producer Overlord. And all of these are also coinciding with each other. Like, honestly, think about it. Like, if you are going to go and try and do, let's say, metal songwriting, why wouldn't you want to also try and do metal mixing and metal mastering, right? And, and start to increase the, the, the variable for yourself to be better at what you do. Because if you begin to start producing, that does absolutely affect how you songwrite. So these are sort of things that I want you to think about because these take time. And I have a lot, I see a lot of people who enter our courses, and many of them, uh, they, they, they start in the beginning and they drop off and they don't finish. And then there are the few that do. 
Well, the few that have finished are just that much closer to getting to where they want to be. And this comes back to passion, temperance, patience, right? If you are buying courses, right, that are, you know, you, you think it's going to be the, the one secret that's going to unlock the thing for you. <laughs> You're living in a fantasy world. You have to be real with yourself and say, hey, look, what I want requires X, Y, and Z, or maybe A through Z, <laughs> whatever that is. And depending on how far down it's going to take in order for you to get to that point, you got to build a roadmap, dude. And it's got to start from somewhere. So, yeah, I, I find it very interesting because, um, you know, I you hear so many... Um, motivational quotes or, or stuff on online. And, uh, you know, those are really at the end of the day, they're just there to help you keep just doing what you're doing one more time. Right. Cause it's always one more time. <laughs> uh, you're not feeling like Jason, you were talking about, you know, you're not, you're not feeling like uh, working out today. Well, you just got to go there one more time, man. Yeah. You know, you do it anyway. You go, you do, you take that first step of action and going back to the motivational thing, right? Uh, I, I'm a firm believer that motivation doesn't just magically appear. It doesn't, you know, bestow itself upon you, right? Sometimes it might. Um, usually that's getting inspired by something, but you, it really comes through action though. You got to take that first step of action. You can't allow your emotions to drive you all the time. You know, sometimes Absolutely. you can, sometimes an emotion might lead to some really cool lyrics, right? Something like that. Okay, I get it. But when it comes to doing something you want to do with your life, uh, you know, picking up your instrument, practicing, going through your vocal exercises daily on a daily basis, going to the gym, working out, stretching, eating good, all that stuff, right? You may not always feel motivated. Uh, probably at least 50% of the time, I don't feel motivated, but motivation will appear after yeah. that step of action is taken. And if it doesn't, we'll take another step of action. It will eventually build itself. And before you know it, you, you know, you're motivated. Even, I'll, I'll just go, go off the deep in here. Even if the motivation doesn't show up, you certainly didn't hurt yourself by taking the action that you needed to take to get you one step closer. You know, mm -hmm. and, and it all goes back to is I think you had to have a strong why. Ken, you and I talked about that. You know, why do you want to write a song? Why do you want to... Uh, become a shred master or get really good on metal based guitar, which by the time this podcast is released, we, we will either have it or be very close to having metal bass master. Holy crap. What an amazing, we'll talk more about that. Okay. You guys will see some content uh, on, our, on our YouTube and, and all social when that, when that is released, that's coming. But ask yourself too, why? Uh, and if, if you're a hobbyist, that's fine guys. You know, it's, it's totally fine. If you just want to, uh, play an instrument or sing, you know, uh, to, to blow off steam and that's your hobby. That's great. That's fine. I do like to give you a little push, a little nudge to go to that next level, go to open mic if you're not performing live and just see what happens. A little spark is probably going to happen. You're going to love it. And you're like, man, I'm doing this again. <laughs> Before you know it, you're writing songs and playing in a band. Uh, but I do think you have to have a strong why in order to take those steps. You know, if you're going to start a business right. today, um, you need to have a really strong why. Why are you doing this? Uh, if you're just trying to get rich off something, that's probably not going to be a strong why. I think it, you know, and not, have nothing against getting rich. I think everyone should, 
you know, have some sort of focus on building their own, if not wealth, at least sustainability to where you don't have to rely on anything else. I think that's very important. Uh, you know, our society has kind of demonized that. Some, some part of society demonizes that. I'm all for it. Build wealth, guys. It's not a bad thing. Don't let anybody tell you it is because uh, it's your life at the end of the day and it's your freedom, right? Um, money's not the most important thing. But like a friend told me a long time ago, a successful person, he said it does kind of rank up there with oxygen. You need it to live. And the more that you have of it, the more freedom that you, you can buy yourself in that regard. Uh, yeah. He said That's another thing. He's point. like, they say money doesn't buy happiness, but you've never seen anybody frowning on jet skis. So, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I Here's another perspective on that, right, with motivation. Um, I look at motivation as like uh, like lust, you know? It can't be. It's like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's pretty shallow, you know? When you lust for something, it's, it's pretty shallow. It's like a, a surface level thing. Uh you know, so you gotta, you gotta think about, you know, like all these sorts of things that are there, you know, lust is exciting, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's momentary, very momentary. What is love then, right? It's that, it's that why that you talked about. It's the reason why you stick around, right? That you still keep doing it, right? So if you love something, you'll do it anyway, because you love it, right? That's a good Even if it's painful. So... You gotta, you gotta think about that in, in that sense too. I, th- I don't know, maybe that's a, an easier way to relate to it, but you gotta think of those sorts of things because motivation is fleeting, man. It, it comes and goes. And sometimes you're excited about it, but you know, if you really have got it in your mind that you want to do this thing, you, you, you really do it for the love of it. You'll do it anyway, even if you don't feel like, like doing it. I also want to bring up another, uh, analogy. Um, this is kind of going back to the soldier thing for a moment, but uh, context again, right? And we've talked about the people that surround you. God knows I have my own stories about that. I've repeated many times on this podcast, but context of the people that are around you. Here's another one, another analogy. There is a, uh, a, a, a war technique called the Byzantine general's problem. You ever heard of this, Jason? I haven't. No. no. Okay. So the Byzantine general's problem, the way it works is there's a fortress that you're trying to infiltrate, right? Let's just call uh, the fortress, the fortress of success (laughs) in this case, right? You're trying to infiltrate this fortress, but you understand that on your own, you may not be strong enough to do that. So you look for other people to help you to break down this fortress. Now, if you all attack this fortress, that fortress will break and you will have access to the fortress of success. But if you do not all work together, that fortress will still stand strong and you'll never enter the fortress of success. So this is a problem that, uh, or a situation where back in the Roman Empire, they were thinking about how to in, you know, infiltrate their enemy stronghold. And if one of those, just one of those armies backed out, they would not be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I think about too, when it comes to who you surround yourself with and the type of people that you bring in your life and what you attract from doing that too. I've noticed it myself, right? Especially of course, by the circumstance of what you put yourself into. I, I, when I, when I work with Jason, 
Jason and of course my, my fiance Elizabeth and all of these people who have pushed me to do better. I have exponentially grown in what I am capable of because of that. I have also exponentially grown by putting myself in a position that I was uncomfortable in something, especially something like teaching at, at a university. I never did that before. But when I started to do that, the repercussions of doing that were beneficial, right? Because now I started to have more access to the things that I wanted out of the industry that I was in, right? And that was just a result of putting myself in a position that I was uncomfortable in, but knowing that it was going to serve my goal. And it's just, in a sense, like working out, right? The more you, you, you're put in, right, there are repercussions for doing that, and you gain more either mass, more muscle, right? Your health becomes better, right? And the more you immerse yourself in that world, the more you'll have of that as well. And so that's another great example. Um, I look at this and I say, all of this time and effort, it doesn't come around, you know, in the blink of an eye. Although when you look back, it might feel like that. <laughs> but the journey itself of doing what you're trying to do, there, there's no guidebook for life, right? You have to work with what it is that it works in context for you. And I, I just want to leave it at that. No, it's a very good point, man. I, I like what you said about you know the you know watching some of the gurus. Uh, I watch a couple of gurus. I, I've been watching a lot of Alex Hermosi's uh, videos. Uh, I like him because he, he's in shape. He's a weightlifter guy, and but he's extremely successful. Uh, but you know, as we talked about, Ken, you know that's what he does. He is a business first. Him and his wife both. That's all they do uh, is is invest in businesses and, and help grow them. And that's, you know, their, their goal is to be billionaires. Um, and they're, if they're not there now, they're well on the way to that. Um, but that, that context is, is different, you know, a little bit different from what we're doing. And I think, you know, I was told a long time ago, when you listen to people, you had to chew up the meat and spit up the bones. You may read a great motivational book, uh, and, you may get a lot of good points from it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to agree with everything in that book. Uh, you may watch an entrepreneur. You, you may watch somebody play guitar or, or learn from a vocalist, uh, vocalist. You may learn guitar from me, okay? And I'll be the first one to tell you that just because I do things a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that's the right way for you or the best way for you. A lot of times there's not really a right and wrong way. It's just finding out what works best for you. People ask me, well, Jason, how do you hold your pick? They want all these little details. And I appreciate that, right? But at the end of the day, I mean, there's some good habits you want to learn and maybe some bad ones you want to break. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't really matter a whole lot. Those little things, uh, they, they don't matter as much because as you play more, as you put more time into things, you will eventually figure out what works for you. Uh, the things I share with you and things Ken shares in, in all our courses, they matter to the extent that if it doesn't work for you, it may help you figure out what works best for you. So you may say, okay, I see what Jason's doing here. Absolutely. Let me okay. try that. But I'm not sure if that's quite where, oh, but wait a minute, this does work. Okay, so maybe my my point, the way I do things, led you to what works for you. So I, I'll, I'll say this. It's not that there are right and wrong ways to do things when it comes, especially when it comes to music and really a lot of things 
is finding what works best for you, is taking inspiration, like I'm inspired by Joe Satriani to this day. Uh, also, also Metallica, I got a Master of Puppets poster that you guys see on my videos. Uh, that was one of the first albums, metal albums I heard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a metal song from that era, not by one of the most popular metal bands when we get to our song of the week in a second here. But just know that just because you agree with somebody on some points, it doesn't mean you have to go all in on that person. Not that I don't want you guys to go all in on Metal Mastermind. We do want that. But that's why we have a variety of courses for you, you know. And I, I try my best to teach in a manner that I'm not saying this is how you should do it and you shouldn't do this. But more in a manner of take what I'm sharing with you. And you guys know I say this in all my videos, all my lesson videos. Take what I'm sharing with you. And expand on it, you know. Maybe do something different with it. Play in a different key. Maybe add some notes. Maybe take away some notes. It doesn't have to be a, a, a bunch of notes to be good, right? I love shred guitar, for example. I love playing fast. But being able to play fast, being able to play our, our, the, the amazing sweep arpeggios doesn't necessarily equate to a great, captivating guitar solo. Okay? It's not that you shouldn't learn it. If you want to learn it, learn it. If you don't, well, that's okay too, right? And that's just one of many examples. So uh, you have to be careful, though, that what you're doing, like Ken said, you brought up a lot of good points uh, surrounding context. It has to be in context of what you want for your life. So, guys, on that note, um, Ken, do you have a – well, I know you have a song of the week, man. I, well, I just want to – I do want to get to that. I just want to add okay. one more thing, which is um, you might not know exactly what it is that – you were put on this earth to do just yet right you might have to go through certain types of paths to figure out what it is that you know you were supposed to do and you know it, it, it comes you know in my classrooms more often than not which is you know like how did how did you figure out this is what you were supposed to do it's like just just kept i just kept going <laughs> you know it's like like Columbus, like he, he just sailed across the sea. He didn't know that there was earth on, uh, you know, some, some land on the other side called North America. He just kept sailing. He thought he was going to get to India, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that kind of idea is exactly how life kind of works out for us. So sometimes it might just be that right now you need to do what you have to do because that's what you can see. That's what's in front of you right now in order to keep moving on the path that will take you to where it is that you were meant to be. So use that as, as a, as a way to light what's in front of you. Don't worry if right now that's, that's end game. You, you may not know that. Just keep following your gut, follow your North, the thing that keeps you alive. Right. I've, I've done a lot in the audio industry and I actually ended up saying, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still an artist. And that's what I want to do, right? And uh, that became apparent to me after going through a grueling 10 years of doing audio. And so, you know, just think about that for a minute. Uh, as far as my metal uh, song for the week, I actually was listening to uh, The Jester's Dance from The Jester Race by Inflames. Old, yes, old yes. album. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually, uh, uh, my buddy was, uh, you know, giving me a little bit of insight on what are the, the good Inflames albums to listen to. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take him on 
and just listen to some of that. Because I was actually not much of an Inflames person when I uh, was first into metal. So uh, I was more like uh, disturbed and all that kind of stuff. So it was actually a nice, nice change. I, I really liked the, the album. I think my, what about my, you, Jason? Well, this is not my song of the week, but uh, just speaking of Inflames, I was introduced to, to them uh, listening on an old radio station called Shopcast Radio. I don't know if you remember that. This is back no. in the MySpace days, way, way back, probably probably 20 oh, years man. ago. And um, Come Clarity, I think, is the album uh, Take This Life as a first track, the song Come Clarity. So I, I, was, I just wanted to bring up Inflames real quick because I didn't really care for them, didn't like the guitar tone, didn't really like any of it but for some reason i kept listening uh there was something that was drawing me in and i think the one thing was that it was different it was it didn't sound like anything else then i started to really like them especially that album i'm like man okay this is cool this is really growing on me uh i say that to say this sometimes we don't like things right off the bat but hey give it a second chance you know uh especially if it's like you know minor ken album ken's album if you don't like yeah, it right kind of like kind of like olives when you yeah. first take as a kid you're like Ugh. <laughs> But when you're older, you're like, hmm, savory. Yeah, it's good, yeah. <laughs> well, my, uh, my tune of the week goes back to when I started playing guitar. Uh, this album came out the year I started playing guitar in 1989. Uh, and the song is called Badlands. I'll give you guys Ooh. a couple seconds to see if you can name the band. But it is off the album Blessing in Disguise by a band called Metal Church. I loved that album. I had the cassette. I, I didn't buy the cassette. It's probably 1990. I, I remember having the Puppets, the Justice. I had Damn Yankees, Scorpions, Best of Rockers, and Ballad. And then I had this Metal Church album and Testament. Actually, we preached all those. So uh, good stuff. That was kind of my, my introduction into metal. Every, so, time, every time I hear Badlands or something like that term, I always think of Gangland by uh, Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. And that, oh, that song always plays in my head every time. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, that's, 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 not, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. Stay tuned, though. Yeah. Well, guys, we want to thank you very much again for, for being a part of Metal Mastermind. This is your metal musician community. We appreciate you. Check out our courses at metalmastermind.com. And as always, until next time, create your own sound. <laughs>